Welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast, Rediscovering the Ancient Way. I'm thankful you're listening today. This is likely going to be a very short recording. I don't have a whole lot of time. Um, Again, I like to be very transparent in my days. Um, I believe there's such power within just being real. You know, everybody wants to record their best moment. If you're a if you're a musician, you want to record your best song with the best with the best mix. If you're an artist, you want to show off your best work. If you're a teacher, you want to teach something, man, you just know better than anybody on the earth. If you're a preacher, man, you better pull out your best sermon. (laughs) But you know what? (laughs) In humanity's attempt to only, only be found exposing and revealing our best, we just lose reality. And friends, is that not the culture we live in? In this ridiculous world of selfies, ridiculous levels of media, social media ridiculousness, personified by celebrity status, and all these things, everybody wants to be a celebrity, everybody wants to be perfect, they think. But I'll tell you what we're doing is we're sacrificing the camaraderie of, you know what, this is real life. I think we're beginning to forget what real life is like. And so people are frustrated and shamed. They feel guilty because they see everybody else's best side. Physically, emotionally, with talents, abilities. This masked living, this weird masquerade of culture. And so people, of course, still have their own issues. And they look at people who only post their perfection, seemingly. And what does it do other than drive home shame and embarrassment about who they are themselves because they realize, as every one of us does, you know what? I have issues. I have problems, you know? Things aren't always great. And I wanted to turn this on because I felt like just a few moments ago, the Lord really spoke something clear to me that I feel like I'm supposed to tell you. That He's, that he's telling me right now. Listen, okay, so why are you prefacing that with just being real and being honest and genuine and upfront? Well, here's, here's where I sit right now in my life in one facet of my present life. I, I, for business, I go around to different places and I am a vendor, for lack of better words. I vendor services. I'm a contractor. And I've been an eggs-in-one-basket kind of guy for a very long time. And I've known that. But I have finally got to a place after being a man who his whole life was afraid of the future. Afraid of, like controlling my future, 
financially, situationally, relationally bound by fear. Always afraid of what if something goes wrong, whether it's my health, my marriage for many years, my parenting the last several years it was, you know, when my son came. What if my business tanks? What if this? What if that? Like, I was riddled with worst-case scenario living. That was my life. I was bound to fear, dread. My life was defined by constant dread of the absolute worst probably coming to me. Well, years ago, the Lord delivered me of that. A lot in a huge chunk and then incrementally away from that time frame. I don't live like that anymore. And so for the last couple of years, my business, as fluid as it is, I just don't think about it. And it's been such a blessing. I don't, I don't labor into what I'm going to be making, what I made, did I make enough, do I have enough, what if it changes. Like, I've really been freed of that. It's been so awesome. Now, here's the toughness within that. In that, I just don't give it attention like I used to. I do the work that I have. I maintain what I know that we need, and I give myself in great measure with my time to studying, to training my household, myself included, my farm, meeting brothers. Right now, the last several months, like driving an hour and an hour and a half away to meet with people with every single opportunity I can because that's all I want to do. Meeting strangers, looking for people. It's all I want to do. And so work has become very much secondary. Now, I, I, don't, ever, I don't think I'll ever be the guy who's ever irresponsible. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm capable of that. Anyone who's known me personally, like, if anything, I've always been on the other side of that. I'm too obsessed with being responsible, doing things greatly, to the best of my ability, to its fullness, right. But God is just really, uh, he's really... He's really just eased my, my personality over the years. I don't just like to say laid back because that just doesn't really cover it. It's more of a spiritual matter. It's, it's just an inner work, a gift that God's done to change the, the literal makeup of my thinking. But today, I'm just facing some difficult things. As I just alluded to a minute ago, my business had become an eggs-in-one-basket kind of guy, kind of business. And well, well, the, the one basket disappeared last week. And now I'm left with not much in the basket that I do have, a.k.a. my business. Now, I started this business in 1996. That fact alone brings me great, great comfort that, you know what? God has got me. <laughs> the Lord will hold me. He will 
He will preserve this should, should that be his will and desire. But here's the thing, and I want to make sure I get quickly to the point that the Lord spoke to me because I feel like he's speaking this to others, or at least desires to. When, when I left Georgia, my business was very well established. For 15 years, I had the same private client base that I had had for years and years. Some for that long. Solid, sure, predictable, reliable, easy. Hard work now, but easy from a business standpoint. I was never, ever lacking business. For those of you who don't know me personally, when I moved to the, the mountains of, of Virginia, I just I assumed I would just do my business like I had been doing for 20 years previous. No big deal. Everywhere I go, everywhere you can go in the nation, people want automotive detailing services, right? And not just a car wash, but like a professional, you know, like legit detail of your car, of your vehicle. Things that little Jimmy down the road is incapable of physically doing for $5 in your backyard. Well, I moved here and I had a rude awakening. Now I was trusting the Lord, but I got here and, and my business model that I had done for 20 years tanked. <laughs> Holy cow, I found the one area in this whole nation that doesn't want any car detailing work done. Nobody cares about their cars right here. I understand why now. And so I, I morphed my business to work in different ways. Same business, same general principle, but tweaked. Moved into automotive dealerships. And it's worked very well. I've been blessed. Dealerships pay me an incredible amount of money to make a car shiny. I get it. It's foolishness. But it's my livelihood, financially speaking. It meets all of our needs. Well, last week, the, I would say, 70% of my income, gone. <laughs> Vaporized. Nothing of my own doing, nothing I had any say in. Management changes. Goodbye. Now, it still might be on the table. I want to be careful to not completely wash it away, but it, 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 will, it will very likely. Now, faith aside, I believe God can do anything, and, and, I, and my request is that He does. That has its proper place. But it seems very likely that it will not look like it has um, in the past. And so, as recently as today, I'm out looking for new business. I don't like that. I don't like spending my time driving 200 miles trying to sell something that I do that just, let's just be honest, it just doesn't mean, it just doesn't mean anything. I'm just at a place in my life where I want to give my time and my effort to something of substance, eternal substance. Well, how do you make money doing that? Look, I don't know. The jury's out on that one. 
I'm not a real money for ministry kind of guy, so I've got a real problem. I have a real serious problem. But in this present moment, I'm just, like today, I'm going around to, to potential dealerships trying to meet with managers and sell my business so that they are interested in what services I offer and they are added to my client list and I actually have replacement work, new work to replace what I've lost. Now, I'm not riddled with fear. I'm in no way distraught and, oh, God, where are you? What are we going to do in any way? There's not even a molecule in my body like that. But it is challenging in the unknown. Now, my life is often riddled with the unknown. This is not a foreign feeling for me. But it is undesirable. But here's the thing. As I'm just... 15, 20 minutes ago, I'm meeting with an owner of a, of a dealership. We're just talking. I'm not going to get work there unless something changes. Good exchange, kind man. But just, you know, just not interested today in what I'm presenting. And so I get in my truck and I'm like, well, you know, it's 4.30. I'm just going to head home. I'm admittedly a little bit frustrated, but that's just, that's just my weakness. That's, that's my humanity. I still have emotions that I need to submit to the lordship of the Messiah. But as I'm, as I'm driving out, I'm just thinking of, and this is the strange thing, what triggered why I even recorded, why I turned this on to record this. As I'm driving home, I got a phone call from some random gentleman, with it comes up on my phone, a Tennessee number. I'm just inside the Tennessee border at this time from Virginia. And I answer, of course, hello, I answer, you know, my business answer. And it's a gentleman inquiring about my services. Now, it's not some millionaire with a Porsche collection saying, hey, buddy, do you want to make $2,500 this, this month? Every, every month of the calendar year. Now, it's not that, so I'm not like, don't hold your breath. <laughs> but it's just a man with a general inquiry about what I do and my pricing. And I've had a lot of thoughts in myself today. And again, I'm being very precise. I'm being very specific just for the sake of conversation and transparency. I'm just going through this wrestling in myself of what I'm willing to do, even in the natural as I equally surrender my will to the Lord and say, God, you will send me everything we need. Let it be what you want. Let it look how you want it to, God. I'm your son. You'll care for me like you always have. I'm not afraid. But it has to look like something. I am responsible. I own this business. I'm a grown adult. I'm a, I'm a husband and a dad. I have responsibilities, yet I'm yours. But I realize that as I'm going through these thoughts in my head, I, I am, I'm constructing parameters that, you know what, I don't want to come outside of these, these preconceived things that I'm willing to do. Well, you know, I can, make, I can go to a dealership and make this in five hours. So God, I, I just don't want to go 
to another location, work three times as, mo- as many hours, and make less money. I don't want to do that if I can make this here. Well, here's the reality. Well, do I have that there? Because if I don't, it's foolishness for me to say, well, I could be making this. Well, if I'm not, I need to humble myself and go do what I can do, right? Now, this is no business podcast session. I'm just saying that it's. I believe there's weight in, in allowing... You know, people a lot of times talk about business and spiritual lives being like they have to be in the balance with one another. You got to be balanced. You got to hold your business and your your vocation over here and then your spiritual man over here and you got to make sure your spiritual man's winning out. Now, I don't live that way. It's all in the same pot, if you will. There's there's no distinction between the two. Between all the things that 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 I do, all the functions of my life, they're all in the same they're all in the same vessel of my life. There is no division. There's no separation. They're all intertwined. I believe that that's good. I'm a spiritual man when I'm out buffing a car. And I'm a spiritual man when I'm in my home, in my basement, interceding. Communing with God. Because I'm communing with God when I'm running a buffer. You understand what I'm saying. It's who we are. It's not what we do. But I'm just going through this train of thought of what I'm finding in confession, like what I'm willing to do and what, you know what, I'd rather not do. And that's just not fair. It's not fair to the Lord for me outside of, out of one side of my mouth to say, God, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Whatever you bring my way, I'll do. I want to be an obedient son to what you bring me. But I don't want to do this. I'd rather not do that. Oh, God, there's no way I'll do this. Can we just not be honest and say that's often what we do? And so what the Lord was speaking specifically is I went through my head how when I moved here four years ago from Georgia, my business model did not work. Now, I've said for years that I miss the intimate relationships with human beings that I have not had in the last four years working with dealerships. It's a different type of business. It's a different type of transaction. It's very business. There's very little relational exchange. There is some in places. There is some. But it's very lacking compared to what I knew before, which is working in offices and people's homes where I would sit and pray with people where I would sit and engage in an actual conversation with other human beings at great length, and I knew them, and they knew me. And so I have missed that, but interestingly, right now, in my head just, you know, again, now 30 minutes ago, I was thinking, should, and I then, in the midst of me thinking this, right, I get this phone call from this random individual asking about my business in the midst of having this train of thought saying, well, Lord, should I go back to trying to do my business model that I did for 20 years and come out of dealerships? 
Well, you say, well, what's the big deal with that? I don't understand what you're getting at. Okay, well, I'm probably not being clear, but here's the point. The point of what I'm saying is I could rightly say, hey, God, I tried that. I tried that so hard. I worked 40 hours a week just driving around trying to sell myself to innumerable amounts of businesses and individuals when we moved here. And God, it didn't work. It didn't work. Why in the world would that even be a consideration for me to go and do? That should be off the table because I tried that and it failed. Right? That's the point of what I'm sure the Lord is saying. Listen to this principle and learn. That's what the Lord is saying to me and that's what I'm saying to you via himself Just because you've tried something before and it didn't work does not guarantee that it will not work again. Just because you experienced something before and circumstances did not fall towards that being what was for you then might be for you now. Maybe not, but maybe so. May we not be quick to say, nope, did that. Nope, tried that. Didn't work. Whether in circumstances in the natural or even in the spiritual. Certain things within our marriage, within our parenting, within our brotherhood dynamics of how we love the body. What we wrestle with within gatherings, fellowships, church, Bible studies, endless examples, right, of, let's just be real now, we tried something, we did something, we gave all that we had towards an endeavor, and you know what, I was even full of faith, but guess what, it did not work. Now let's get real deep here, let's peel some more layers. Now that might have been the Lord's will, that in that season, that endeavor, That thing, that circumstance was not for that time. If, in fact, you submitted it to the Lord and you were a man of faith and expectancy and did your part to bring it about, maybe it just was not for that time. But listen, friends, we've got to be open that when when something comes back around in any way, that we recognize it and we're quick to say, you know what, here I am again, Lord. I'm a man of faith. I believe you have a plan for me. I I plan my course, but Lord, you determine my steps. And so God, here, here it is again. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? Whatever the circumstance is, Lord, what are your ways within this present moment circumstance of my life? Is it go? Is it stay? Is it fast and pray and go out into the woods for a week and make no money? I don't care. Listen, I'm saying that for real for me. God, do you want me to just start driving around and knocking on doors and preaching the kingdom and saying the Messiah's coming? Well, I won't make any money doing that. I don't even care. 
Well, does that make me an irresponsible reprobate of a husband and a father? I don't know. I don't feel that way. If you knew my personality, you would know that's probably not the case. The last thing I am is unmotivated and unwilling to be responsible. That's not, that's not my definition of how I live and do things. It's not my problem. I, again, I always go the other extreme. I'm too much, too planned, too focused. No wiggle room. Again, used to be full of dread and fear. Doing all that I can to control the matters and circumstances of my life. But now, yielded to the Spirit, willing to just take my hands off of the wheel of my life entirely and say, you know what, God? In, in, now, in, in wisdom, in proper counsel, in prayer, in seeking the face of God, I just don't care anymore. I just don't care. And for me individually, that's not going to lead me to living on the streets and my son has no shoes. That's not my life. But I'm just saying in the posture of my heart, I feel completely laid bare and abandoned. You know what, God? Even what I'm saying in my heart an hour ago, uh uh-uh, there's no way I'm going to do that. God, here, just have that too. Just take it. Just take it, God. If you want me to run a cash register at a 7-Eleven, well, gosh, I, I might grumble and complain, God, but if you can handle that, I'll do it. If it's your will. I just want the will of the Lord. And friends, can we just get to a place where that's all we want? Not what we make, not what we do. Not where we go or for how long we're gone, but may we just want the will of the Father. And if we know that we have that, if we know that we have that posture of our heart inside us, every single thing will be in its proper place and order in our lives. It's not, well, we'll be fine. God's good, brother. Just trust in Him. It's, you know, (laughs) it's not this blind faith. Faith is a substance. It's a substance. It's tangible. It's alive. It's part of me. And it's a gift from the Heavenly Father. And I just want to return it back to Him. Say, God, help me. Help me. I will not cling to what was or what was not. I, I just surrender. You, you let it be what you want it to be today. I don't care. If it failed 20 times, or if it's a brand new idea, God, here it is. Hey, what's your will? What's your will? My will? No. Surrendered. It has its place. I don't care. I'm not pursuing my own will and way. There's a greater one. There's a greater one. We have to pursue it. Well, how do we do that? We commune with the Father. We commune with Him. 
I talk about that enough on here. I'm not going to go into it again. And for the sake of time, I'm going to bring this to a close. So, friends, let's be found people completely surrendered, abandoned. I don't need clarity now to walk as a man of faith. I don't need it. I don't need full disclosure. I don't need full disclosure. God, I'll do what you want me to do as long as you explain to me how, when, and why. Man, that's not faith. It's not. It's not faith. We need to get up and go. Just like I shared in the last episode, the voice of the shepherd. We know it. We hear it. We respond and we go to him. It's our greatest hope, friend. Go where he leads you. No questions asked. Go where he leads. Amen.